The Rebrand Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Welcome to the Rebrand Podcast, an I Hear Everything production. This podcast tells the stories of world-changing marketing campaigns as told by the people who build them. In each episode, you'll hear an earful of brilliance from a marketer who has brought an iconic brand to life. Ready to hear the secrets and untold stories behind the brand you love? Then sit back, relax, and get ready for the rebrand. Here's the host of the Rebrand Podcast, the CEO of the Harkey Group, Scott Harkey. All right, we're back. This is episode number two. Uh, we got Amrita here with Superside. And we're going to get back to what we were supposed to talk about last time, which is, okay, how do you know when we're going to do a brand refresh or a rebrand? Since this is the Rebrand Podcast, I think this is a great topic. I'm sure Ben, we'll give a little shout out to Ben, our producer. I'm sure he uh, wanted this one to happen for sure. And it's a great question. I, I know I get this question all the time. We're doing a lot of brand work. I love this kind of work. It's super fun. And there's a lot of times where it's really easy for a consultant to come and be like, you need to change your logo. And it's really easy for me. Like, what's your vision, mission, and values? Or like, there's a lot of tweaks it can happen. I mean, there's design trends. You know, if your house was built in the 80s or 90s, it could look one way and it's just out of touch and out of date and out of style. And so I know designers have a thought process. I know CFOs have a thought. I know agency people have a thought, but everyone has biased opinions in their own mind, especially around a hot topic like this one. So uh, we're going to bring the expert in. We're going to bring her back. She's here. Amrita, tell us what you think around this uh, juicy topic. Yeah, I think it's a big topic and there's so many things that this depends on. But generally, my two cents on it is think about who's going to see it, who, like, what's the distribution strategy? All your decisions really should be about eyeballs and distribution first. And brand is like a way to like get more eyeballs, not the other way around necessarily. So that's just like the pragmatic lens I have. I know it's not the sexy answer, but at least that's how I think about it. So I love the word that you said. And for your marketing people out there, take a pen and paper out, write this down, or maybe after you're in your car, you listen. There's a word here that is often missed in so many marketing strategy meetings and so many rebrand meetings. Look, we're all creative and we, we love the creative strategy. We love strategy in general, love consumer strategy. But if it is not from a lens of the word I'm going to say is distribution. I think it is a massively missed key part of strategy, which is who is going to see the assets that you're putting in the market and what owned assets you have. If you're, a, you know, and how much is that going to cost? So having your CFO hat at times on, like you have a thousand stores, you have a hundred stores, the massive amounts of overhaul for like a rebrand, it's insane. I mean, I'm working on a major, you know, two billion dollar year brand and. I hate the logo. I personally hate the logo, but we have not changed it. We don't need to change the logo. And if we did, it would cost us, I don't even know the number, a million dollars because they're in 2,200 stores. And so the logo doesn't need to be changed just because I would like to and our designers would like to. We've had it for seven years. In another case, if you're a newer brand and you don't have a ton of distribution, but you know you just don't like the way the logo looks or whatever, you want to change it or you want to refresh it, but you don't have any real owned asset or distribution or heavy media in the market... And, and you're going to pay 50 or 100 grand for creative people to come, you know, redo your logo. That, that's a bad decision too. 
So I, I think the distribution lens I have not heard before in terms of a brand refresh or a rebrand. And I love it because I, <laughs> I think we miss distribution so much, whether it's, and I'm going off on a tangent here, I'm sorry, but it, it's, there's so many times we don't think about from a collab or owned media, like what sort of eyeballs and, and from a retail standpoint, like there's so much around the distribution of content and asset and sales. And we're, we don't talk and think about it enough. So again, I went off on a tangent there, but where else do you see like maybe elements to making that call that are helpful and, and sort of, hey, let's just refresh this. And obviously you have a performance, not obviously, but for those you don't know, my sense is you have a major performance marketing background, especially on the creative side. So I think that lens would be nice. We're all so biased in some of these decisions and we don't think we are, whether we're creative or on the design side or on the brand side or on the sales side and the brand and the, and the refresh and logo, we get kind of emotional about it and very invested into it, but we do have a biased lens. So help us understand maybe other elements to making that call for marketers out there or making the case to a board or CEO or, or a client to do it. Yeah. I maybe I'll tell a story about how this happened at Superside and that can inform a few things. The two things that at least in at least in SaaS and the kind of business that we are, like the, the two things we look at a lot, particularly from a creative standpoint, is if we change up this creative, can it give us more lift? And right, that could be ad creative or that could be landing page creative or that could be social media creative or what have you. But if we were to do things differently, could this give us more lift? And the way to prove that out is have a solid hypothesis and actually do a test. Oh yeah, if you're a big company and there's a brand police, they might not like you doing the test. But if you're like relatively medium-sized and nimble like us, we're a very flat org. We just run all sorts of tests and the brand police is the brand, the creative team themselves. And so they're, they're policing themselves. They're not going off the rails. But it's it's a um, hypothesis-driven experiment. An example of that could be this. We knew that our ad creative needed to be scaled and we needed to run a lot more tests. In conjunction, we also knew that the way that the illustrations were showing up on our website were not allowing us to break the grid, particularly on mobile. There was just like the way that it was happening was not allowing us to do that. So both of those problems forced us to say, maybe we should think about a brand refresh, but we didn't jump into it. You know, Earlier 2022, we said, let's run some tests. Let's just see if people care about this enough. And does it actually increase conversion in any way? Does it increase brand affinity in any way? We had some like easy ways to measure it. We ran those tests and we were reasonably sure that this would not risk the overall company or brand in any way. We weren't able to prove that this would be better, but we were able to prove that this wouldn't be worse. And that was good enough for us to do a quote-unquote brand refresh. So in March and April of 2022, that's when we worked on what is the evolution of this brand? What does that look like? What are the specific elements that are going to change? What are the specific elements that we're going to keep because they actually worked and people loved? Like for example, we used to have this like space theme because like the whole idea of Superside is like this like magical place that you come to that get allows you to get all your creative done. And it's this like magical black box. So we wanted to keep that magical out there, out of this world kind of feeling alive. So we said, okay, overall theme, the space theme is still going to stay, but we're going to change the way the illustrations show up. And we're going to evolve our color palette so that we actually have a lot more pastels that we can use on various different backgrounds, which also was an issue for us. 
that's kind of like the way that we went about it. There was like a very clear reason for why, maybe a very pragmatic reason for why we considered a brand refresh. And we didn't jump in until we could prove that there would be no risk. Okay, I have a comment and then a question. I love what you said and I agree. In a lot of cases, I find myself making recommendations around brand, at least brand logo, brand refresh, rebrand. If the brand and the logo is getting in the way of something, to your point, right? And you're adding another layer up to it, which is testing to, to have the data to say it's actually getting in the way here. We need to refresh or rebrand because during the test, we're not converting or we're not in the right state of mind or we're not positioned right. And a refresh or a rebrand would remove this barrier. When people ask me about a logo or or approving a logo, I say the logo doesn't matter at all, really. It just can't get in the way. If you look at the greatest logos and brands in the world, depending on the segment, they have certain color schemes. If it's, you know, healthcare, it's blues and whites. If it's financial, it's blues. If it's, you know, fast food, it's yellows and reds. And and in most cases, the company doesn't, a logo doesn't make a company. A company makes the logo, obviously, right? And there's lots of cases where things just get in the way. And you're like, you know what? There's a barrier here and we need to redo something. You might sound like somebody else. You might be associated with something negative or whatever it is. So you're doing the test. So how are you testing? That would be the question that I have after my long comment. (laughs) Yeah. No, there's so many ways to test it. For us, it wasn't about the logo, right? It was like very specifically about color palette, um, typography, and the illustration style. So we weren't going to test all of those things at once. Typography is actually really, really hard to test. And there's some solid research out there that shows what kinds of feelings certain type can help with and also like what is web safe and whatnot. So typography, we were less concerned about testing, but we wanted to test very specifically our illustration style or this new imagined illustration style and our color palette. And that was actually not that hard. Like we just kind of created like a... uh, bunch of mock-ups across a number of different creative. The easiest, fastest way to test is is at creative, of course, because you can get a thousand visitors like in the span of a few hours, depending on how much you spend, right? And then you just have a landing page with those illustrations and you just watch that conversion very closely. That was actually like the easiest way to do it. That was pretty, that proved pretty well that the both returning, if I recall correctly, both returning visitors and new visitors did not convert differently. So like I said, it wasn't an improvement, but it wasn't a it didn't go downwards. And so that was good enough for us to move in that direction. So when you say media, like is it like Facebook ads or Instagram ads or Google ads? Exactly. Yeah, I think I believe like our biggest um like we have channel market fit with Instagram, Facebook and LinkedIn. So that's usually where we test very quickly. Instagram can give you like tons of visits and tons of conversions like right away. So that's kind of like where we did it. They're also like re- really great platforms to test a number of different formats, right? You could do like a lot of like video advertising, you can do a bunch of skits, you can do all sorts of stuff in there. So that was one one hypothesis and one test that proved it. There was other things like, of course, like we shopped it around. Of course, we like we sent like a, we sent. I think I'm actually going to try to pull it up because I think it was brilliant. We kind of did like a before and after, even though we hadn't rolled out the new brand, obviously, and hadn't really even worked on it. We kind of sent it to like a bunch of our users and said this or that. What do you like? And kind of just did like fo- almost like rapid focus grouping. Again, market researchers would be like, "Oh my god, that's not the right way to do it," but. We just wanted a pulse. We just we wanted to directionally know if we were headed in the right way. Do you have any recommendations for platforms for smaller focus group testing that you've used? 
We've used a, I mean, I've used a bunch in the past. One in particular that I used to love, but has gotten very expensive. I'm totally blanking on their name right now. They've kind of gone upstream and become very enterprise. So unless you like sign up for like many, many thousands of dollars, it's hard to do. I'm forgetting their name. But there's this new one that's come out that's very similar. They have kind of honed in on messaging and copy testing, but you can do creative and design tests. And they're called Winter, W-Y-N-T-E-R. It's a startup. And I believe they just got acquired recently. And we've just thrown up landing pages on Winter in the past and just shown it to focus group. Well, and, and, and you, can, you can pick like certain titles and industries and geos. So it's not perfect, but it can, it's, it's directional. It's good enough. That's per- I mean, I've found that I feel like there's two worlds of like the small creative performance-based testing, which certainly makes a ton of sense. And then there's these large institutional Fortune 5000 brand mega testing. And there's just not an in-between for testing that I've found that is at scale or, or successful. So I've done the big weird focus groups with glass. The, the glass, yeah. People Those, are watching through it. And then I've done you know, the creative rollout testing on platforms and, and rating. And it's really hard. It's actually a good space to start a business because everyone wants some degree of certainty, right? But it's so hard to get like the panels together and get all these like consumers because like the, the incentives are kind of like aren't aligned. I think that's the main problem that this, this uh, world hasn't solved is... I mean, if I'm launching a national television commercial, no problem. There's great partners for that. If I have a micro performance brand, no problem. If you're in the middle of any of those two, sort of... So, okay, this is great. I did want to... I think we've gone down the road of refresh, rebrand, refresh, or total rebrand. And I think we've at least piqued some curiosity, some people. So I know we have another topic I I do want to get to. But so many things I heard, again, that the distribution is key. Testing at a micro level with actual media can be very helpful. And, And then the third thing that is if there's a barrier to more consumers not coming on board and it's provable, then time for a rebrand, right? Or time for a refresh. I'm not sure we really address rebrand versus total refresh. Do you maybe have like maybe a couple just quick points on that and then then we'll get to the next one? Yeah, I would just say that I think that if a company has been around for a while and they've done well and they have like a fan base and a lot of champions and advocates, I think even if the quote unquote creative aspect of the brand is outdated, I think sometimes there's just so much equity in that, that it might be worth keeping around. I think if there's a way to gauge the equity piece, that could be great. There's tons of companies out there that have never changed their logo for a variety of reasons. And one of them being this like equity thing and nostalgia and resonance and affinity and all of that. So I think that's that's a big thing to consider. I think that said... And the logo can stay the same, just the... You know the, the everything else around it can evolve. It evolved and more on trend design wise, but the logo can have that yeah and nostalgia, and you can kind of live in both worlds. I agree. That's a freaking great point. So that's a brand refresh, and then total rebrand w- would be what I think. If my there's so many scenarios, man, but I, I I would say I would personally only go there if there was a need for the company to change up its image in a big way. So that might mean you're entering a new market. That might mean 
you, it's a turnaround situation. So maybe like there was some scandal or, you know, there's all sorts of things that happen inside companies. Hey, maybe you went IPO and your stock tanked, right? <laughs> Whatever. If there's like a reason for changing up your image in a big way, it's almost like crisis management and PR strategy in some ways. If that box is checked, like, yup, people need to think about us differently, like big time yesterday, right? Then it's like, okay, do a refresh. But if things are good, if things are generally good, yeah, you don't need to rebrand. I've definitely seen even companies that merge not rebrand, which is actually kind of interesting. So like two companies might merge and they might adopt the stronger dominant brands brand, if you will, or creative, if you will. And I think that's actually often a good decision because like, why would you give up the equity of all these companies that are merging? And, and sometimes that's like totally necessary. Like when I joined Superside, we weren't really Superside. We had this like totally different product, very different user base, very different go-to-market. We used to be called Consus, K-O-N-S-U-S. No one could spell it. It was a made up Nordic word. And we just knew that what we were building was so different and the subscription model was so different that it, it was like a no-brainer for us to do a complete overhaul of the brand, which included the name, the .com, the look, like all of it. Man, yes. That, I think you nailed so many points and you're providing such great insight for tough brand questions. So it's been an absolute joy having you on. Like you're super articulate and smart about the business and really helpful. So I know I learned a ton. We're going to wrap that episode. We're going to have you come back. And so again, thank you, Amrita, uh, for joining us. In the next part of this, we're going to talk about pioneering brand designs for Google, Amazon, Epic Games, Salesforce, so big-ass companies that they're doing a lot of performance-based you know, creative force. So I, I think we're going to learn a ton here from how some of the big boys do it. And as you've seen, Amrita is super intelligent about the business and a lot of fun to talk to because I'm getting great insights. And, and I'll also some validation in areas too that I think we're going in the right direction. If you can't wait till the next episode and you want to learn more about Amrita Mather, you can find a link to her LinkedIn in our show notes and contact her on Twitter. It's uh, Amrita, A-M-R-I-T-A-M-A-T-H-U-R on Twitter. Uh, their company website at superside.com. And that's just superside.com. Just one link in our show notes I want to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes, of course, we're going to have all of it at therebrandpod.com. We'll have all the episodes, all the information on guests, everything's there. Of course, subscribe. We're building this marketing community, which you've probably heard before. We want to get better every day at marketing and, and just have intimate conversations about the business and continue probably getting some validation, but also learning. You can find all our show stuff on social media. You can find me probably the easiest. It's just Scott Harkey. And then on Twitter, I'm SharkyAC. So you can please reach out. I put out some content. Hopefully some of it's good. Probably some isn't, but we're learning. We'll get better, which is the name of the game. And again, subscribe, please. If there's other people on your team and junior, mid-level, and we don't have the patience anymore to go through a whole marketing book on the New World's podcast. So let's get that 20 minutes of just learning in our car or maybe our sauna and let's get better. But remember, it's never too late to rebuild, rebrand, or reboot. Thanks for joining us.